This past week, President Obama announced that the United States was sending 30,000 more troops to Afghanistan. Now, not sure if this is a broken promise or a kept promise, but still, many Americans are dissatisfied with the decision. What they want is for the U.S. to pull out of Iraq and Afghanistan. In Canada, there are many with the same sentiments, although, at least among people that I know and what I see in the media, it's the view that the work that Canadian troops are doing in Afghanistan is good work. And the way I see it, Canada is not waging a war in Afghanistan. We're not even participating in the war against terror. Rather, we are working in what is called nation building. Now, I'm not sure exactly how one goes about building a nation. And from what I understand, Afghanistan is in much need of rebuilding. But I do know what it means to build a school or a well or a road. The work Canadian troops are doing is that kind of work. I'm not sure if Canadian soldiers are actually doing the physical work of rebuilding, but they are there to make sure the work gets done without Taliban interruptions. See, there are those who don't want the country rebuilt, and they will resort to violence to make sure the rebuilding process fails. Canadian troops in Kandahar are there to protect the projects and protect the workers, and yes, that sometimes means engaging in violence. But it's not fighting a war. It's not fighting the Afghani people. It's defending a people who have a right to rebuild and who have no means of defending themselves. And this is the work Canada is committed to doing in Afghanistan. At a very basic level, that of rebuilding, literally rebuilding, but also at a political level by supporting democratic elections and also helping rebuild the country's economy and infrastructure. This is why many in Canada not just support our troops, but support the work that is being done in Afghanistan. The work the U.S. troops is doing is very much more the war against terror. The U.S. has vowed to deny Al-Qaeda a safe haven, in the words of President Obama. And you know, war or not war, I can't say that that is not something that I support. Okay, wow, that's a double negative. I mean, I think I support that. The problem is that war on terror is a messy operation and sadly innocent people do get hurt but it is no Vietnam of that I am sure so I'm not against President Obama in this one still I am much more comfortable with our own Canadian role in Afghanistan let's help the Afghani people rebuild they need money they need prayers they need teachers they need experts but also at a very practical level they need soldiers for protection so that the rebuilding can happen and you know that's a good fight. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light. Welcome to Salt and Light Radio. My name is Pedro. And I'm Mary Rose. And once again, it's just you and me, Mary Rose. I know, Chris had to stay in Israel another week. I know, it must be rough. It turns out they had the opportunity to work on another project. So that, yeah. ma that makes four projects for them. Yes, that's a very exciting. But it means that we have a bit of a different show today. Well, it also meant uh, we've had to move things around a little bit. Yeah, but we figured that since it's Advent, it's okay to change gears a bit. It's a little bit of a change of pace is good, right? Well, it's good to take a break during Advent, as you said, and to slow down a little bit. Yeah, so rather than telling you what we'll do today, I thought, Mary Rose, why not just experience it. Sounds good. So I do want to say though that we will be speaking to Deborah Jiapong. She's an independent journalist uh, uh, who covers religion and politics in Ottawa. 
Uh, we're going to talk to her about the invitation from Pope Benedict to Anglicans to enter into communion with the Catholic Church. No, Deborah is also an Anglican, right? She is. She is. And so we will be speaking to her a little later. But first off, since we've been speaking about our troops and supporting our troops, or whether we should support them or not, um, I thought we, we should start with a song called You Are Not Alone. It is written by a Canadian Catholic artist, Greg Majorescu, and it's performed by a whole gang of Catholic singer-songwriters from Canada and the United States, Catholic Artists for Relief. The song was produced in 2002 to support our troops, to raise funds to support our troops um, in the United States. So here it is, in support of our troops, You Are Not Alone. Oh, 
That was Catholic Artists for Relief with a song for our troops, You Are Not Alone. It's such a good song. And, I, you know, Mary Rose, thinking about it, it's not just supporting the troops, but, I mean, the line, You Are Not Alone When Nations Come Together, it really makes me think that it's just a song that's speaking out for peace. It's true, right? Um, anyway, Mary Rose, it's time for our first half of events. That's right. So in Vancouver, Madonna House is hosting a presentation on the dignity and vocation of women in the church. And this will take place at St. John the Apostle Parish Hall from 9.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. on Saturday, December 12th. Lunch will be offered and donations will be accepted. So check the Archdiocesan website for more details. Now, we mentioned this last time, but in case you missed it, and you need uh, more Christmas spirit in you, please uh, go to the Christmas concert by the Corpus Christi College Chamber Choir tomorrow, Sunday, December 6th, from 2 to 4 p.m. at St. Patrick's Church in Vancouver. Tickets are $15, available in advance and at the door. So for more information, go to www.corpuschristi.ca. Now in Edmonton, there's another beautiful session of nothing more beautiful at St. Joseph's Basilica. And as you know, Salt and Light films this every time. Yes. Uh, the date is December 10th at 7 p.m. And this year's theme is Encountering Anew the Beauty of Christ. For that specific night, the encounter centers on Jesus Christ, the way, truth, and life. And we'll begin, as usual, with music and prayer, followed by a catechesis by Archbishop Thomas Collins of Toronto. Really? Who is the former Archbishop of Edmonton? Of so course. we'll be happy to greet him again. Yes. And the witness talk will be given by one of our good friends, Mother Agnes Mary Donovan, Superior General of the New York-based Sisters of yeah, Life. So it's bound to be a great night. She's wonderful, yeah. So look for the posters and pamphlets at your parish, or for more information, go to www.caedm.ca slash beautiful. And also don't forget that we air these evening encounters in salt and light, so stay close to our website for more details. Yes. Now, Calgary, Bishop Henry has again declared the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe on December 12th as Mission Mexico Day in the Diocese of Calgary. Now, this means that on the weekend of December 12 and 13, he's inviting each parishioner in the diocese to contribute a loony to support Mission Mexico. Really? And the goal of this is to serve some of the, pu uh, the poorest communities in southern Mexico. Um, they give greater access to education and self-sustaining production projects. So watch out for this special collection on December 12th and 13th. Right. Good. Now for Regina, um, I don't know if you know her, Pedro, but Denise Guerin, a Christian no. recording artist, will be having her CD released for Child of God. Really? So come out and celebrate with her, uh, hear her new songs, and join in the fellowship and refreshments. That's on December 13th from 7 to 9 p.m. at Holy Cross Church. Her CDs will be available for sale, and you can find out more about her music by going to her official website, www.denisegarine.ca. That's G-E-R-E-I-N. Denise Garin, I don't know her, Mary Rose, but I'm going to go to that website and find out. Maybe we can Very have good. her on the show. Now, Saskatoon has some exciting events, and I just have to mention them. One is the uh, Dig Into God, D-I-G, event. Um, the Archdiocese of Saskatoon is organizing a Dig Mall Crawl, diocesan youth event for grades 9 to 12 on December 11th at 7 p.m. at Midtown Plaza. Now, the Christmas shopping frenzy is here, so this is a great opportunity to keep Christ in Christmas. Um, by taking part in this youth event. So stay tuned for details on this great adventure of discovering Christ in the midst of shopping madness. We don't know too much yet about what's going to be happening. But for more information, go to the Archdiocesan website. Mm -hmm. Now, although there's a lot of joy during the Christmas season, it can also be 
a time of loss or tragedy or remembering such a loss. Yes. So on Saturday, December 12th at 3 p.m. at St. Philip Neri Parish, you can listen to Dr. Brian Charter as he speaks about ways of coping with grief and loss of family members through separation or death. So that's December 12th at 3 p.m. at St. Philip Neri Parish. And again, check the Archdiocesan website for more details. Excellent. So that is uh, a lot of things happening as we approach Christmas, as always. Uh, but we'll be back with more events with the second half of the country. So don't go anywhere. Um, a reminder, I guess, uh, on Tuesday is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, Mary Rose. So here now we have a song. Uh, the artist is Nancy Krebs. And the song is about the story of the Immaculate Conception. And so the song is called Imagine. So here's Nancy Krebs with Imagine. Never imagined 
Nancy Krebs with her song Imagine on the story of the Immaculate Conception, Imagine. And you can find out more about Nancy and her, and her ministry at her website, nancykrebs.com. That's Krebs, K-R-E-B-S, nancykrebs.com. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. In October this year, we received what I think is probably the greatest news of the year, at least for me, perhaps the greatest news of this papacy. The Vatican announced that Pope Benedict had signed an apostolic constitution that will allow Anglicans to enter the Catholic Church. And to help us understand what all this means, what all this means, we're joined by Deborah Jepong. She's a journalist who covers religion and politics in Ottawa, and she's also a member of the traditional Anglican Communion, what is also known as the Anglican Catholic Church of Canada. Debbie, welcome to Salt and Light Radio. Thank you very much. Now, I said I said that the Pope had signed this, this apostolic constitution, but my understanding is that this did not begin with the Catholic Church. This was a request that came from the Anglican Church. Am I correct? It did come from various groups of Anglicans, and the traditional Anglican Communion was one of the first groups, and they started informal talks back in the early 1990s. Uh, 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 informal talks to join the Catholic Church or to become Catholics? What, what exactly is the request? What, what they were requesting is uh, we want full sacramental communion with the Holy See. What okay. do we do? Uh, 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 what do we need to do? Okay, okay. So, so, so just to clarify, so, so in similar to what, l- let's say, the or Ukrainian Church has, or, or, or I guess they're in communion with the Catholic, with, the, with Rome. Right. What, uh, I think that initially there were hopes that uh, we could have a separate rite like the Ukrainian like Catholics the Ukrainian have. Right. Okay. However, um, what the Apostolic Constitution says uh, and it was released in early November. So okay. we have actually seen okay. both the Constitution and a, another document, which are the complementary norms that okay. play out more specifics. Um, and what we are being offered is a personal ordinariate structure. So ordinariate, like what the military has? Yes. So that we would have your own bishop. Our, our own bishops, or they could be married priests uh-huh. who are appointed ordinaries to look after and shepherd a group of Anglicans under their jurisdiction. Okay. 
so that like a military ordinariate, which has a jurisdiction that is not strictly uh, geographical, it right. would have a similar sort of effect. There are similarities with the um, personal preliature model of Opus Dei, except the difference I- with Opus okay. Dei is that okay. their clergy is under the personal preliature, but the people in Opus Dei are, are under their diocese. local bis- yeah, bishops. Okay. We would be under our ordinary. Okay, now let me again, just to, to clarify, uh, individually, personally, Anglicans have always, if they wanted to become Catholic, they could have just, you know, joined the Catholic Church and been confirmed, and that's that. So what is different, or I guess monumental about this? What's the difference? What is monumental about this is it is a way for the beautiful patrimony of the Anglican Church to receive protection under the Holy Father. What does that mean? What do you mean? What that means is we have a very, very beautiful liturgy. Uh-huh. Uh, the Book of Common Prayer upon which it is based is one of the cornerstones of, of English-speaking civilization. Uh-huh. So many book titles and allusions and so on are referenced right back to the Book of Common Prayer language as well as the King James Bible language. Right. And this um, the Book of Common Prayer liturgy, with some modifications that we will have to um, have negotiated uh, and accepted and approved by the Vatican, okay. um, uh, will be part of this as well as the daily offices of morning prayer and even song. Right. And a style of reverence for the liturgy that is distinctly Anglican. But but then what you're saying is that the uh, if you're not in communion with the Catholic Church, those traditions would not be protected. Well, right now, um, the uh, I'm speaking for the traditional Anglican communion. There are other groups of Anglicans that might also be co- be affected by this ordinary structure. It's yeah. very broad. I'm just speaking about yes. what I know about us and yes. the traditional Anglican communion. Our um, bishops and clergy left the wider Canterbury Anglican Communion, some of them as much, oh, uh, nearly 30 years ago, when some parts of the Anglican Church started ordaining women. Okay. And it was uh, not because they are against women and don't see a role for women in ministry, but mm-hmm. it would be the same reaction had the Anglican Church said, well, let's change the elements of the Eucharist to milk and raisin cakes. Yes. They would have had the same reaction, that you don't change a God-ordained sacrament of a revealed religion by democracy or by the latest sociological data or politically correct trends. Okay. So this was why they left. So what has happened is that there are many Anglicans that have come out of the wider Anglican Church. They were treated as schismatics by the Anglican Church, um, have had a long time in the wilderness, and many of them were very small, Mm -hmm. and then gradually started to group together under the traditional Anglican communion and some other continuing Anglican bodies. There is an alphabet soup, actually, of these uh, breakaway Anglican groups. The traditional Anglican communion is the largest of them. It's a worldwide group with a primate uh, Archbishop Hepworth, who's based in Australia. Okay, and so, and uh, I, I, I actually went to an Episcopal school. I grew up in Panama, and my school was an Episcopal school, which is the the Anglican Church in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going to to chapel 
to ma and uh, for all intents and purposes, it was the same as Catholic Mass. It was the same right. thing, so yeah. I never knew and the difference. So, so if sorry. you came to our little cathedral in Ottawa, it would be very similar to a pre-Vatican II yes. liturgy, only in English. The yes. priest faces liturgical east, yes. and uh, lots of genuflection, and reverence for the altar, right. and the Blessed Sacrament, and, and so on. Okay, so the idea is that there are a lot of similarities, and, and I've heard people say that uh, really the Anglican Church is, is really the same as the Catholic Church. It's just that kind of, you know, we went different ways uh, way back when for, for may maybe not good reasons. Um, just a note for anyone joining the program at this time, you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. My name is Pedro, and we're speaking to Deborah Giapong about the invitation or the request uh, of the uh, from Anglicans to, to come into communion with the Catholic Church. Now, uh, Debbie, you're an Anglican. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard you even refer to yourself as an Anglican Catholic. Um, what are your personal feelings about this? I agree with what you said in the introduction, that this is monumental. Yeah. It is going to start small, though. I think it's going to be like a little grain of mustard seed, mm -hmm. because um, the traditional Anglican communion is very small. There are, um, though our clergy, uh, our bishops, had all signed a copy of the Catechism of the Catholic Church at their last College of Bishops, Really? In 2007, okay. which was hand-delivered to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, along with a letter asking to come into full communion with the Holy See. Okay. And from what I know about the letter, which has not been made public, it was a very open-ended request. It was humble. It said, we recognize, I don't know whether it said this literally, but mm -hmm. it recognized the um, need for the authority and the ministry of Peter, the successor of Peter. Okay. And so it did not spell out how we wanted it done. We just said, if possible, may we keep our Book of Common Prayer, may right. we keep our King James Bible and our Anglican patrimony. But right. it, the details were left up and uh, to the um, Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith and the Holy Father. And I think... From from the interviews that I've done with uh, with some of our our bishops, including our primate, the uh, response to the Apostolic Constitution has been um, that it was uh, an answer to prayers more generous than they had even expected. So, s sorry. So, so the, the 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 Vatican, the Holy Father, had responded with a suggestion of how of creating an ordinariate. So that's that was right. not part of the request. Now, do we know what happens now? The, you said that the Apostolic Constitution has been released. We have some details there, but what happens now? How does this... We're not really sure what happens now. Uh, the Apostolic Constitution calls for Anglicans wishing to um, enter into these uh, structures to make a written request okay. to the Vatican. Well, we already made our written request two years ago, 2007. As so a community. As a community. So we are waiting a formal written response in return to tell us in particular what we need to do as an Anglican group. And this is largely because the Constitution is very broad. It is structured so that other Anglican groups, such as um, bishops from Forward in Faith, which is a group of bishops uh, in the Church of England, mm -hmm. who 
are still in communion with the Sea of Canterbury, but yeah. they have had a provision to protect them from having to have um, priestesses in their churches. Right. But now that the Church of England is looking at ordaining women bishops, right. this could be the last straw right. for a number of them, and up to a thousand priests. Right. So it, it, that could also be a group that would come in. Yes. And this is fascinating. I, I, I uh, we're we're out of time, but uh, I'm sure that we'll get to talk about this <laughs> more and more because I'm uh, my wife is Anglican, so I'm uh, very <laughs> interested in all this. As it's well. very exciting, and yeah. and just uh, as a last note, on last Sunday, our bishop confirmed a former uh, Baptist minister. Okay, who has come to love and appreciate sacramental theology. Right. He's married, he had been a missionary in Africa, uh-huh. and he's now working on a doctorate, and this is the kind of person that I think the ordinariate is going to attract. to attract. It's going to attract many evangelicals who are very, as this man put it, um, high gospel, Yeah. Who want to be also high church, yeah, and in communion and unity with the Catholic Church, uh, yeah. And there's also the whole other piece. Sorry, the whole other piece about uh, about married priests who, if they become Catholic, then they're married Catholic priests. They which right, and and the Constitution is open ended. It's yeah. going to allow married priests on a case by case basis. Yes, with yeah. no time limit on that. Now, I don't. I think that we are going to have to learn in the ordinary structure to cultivate and appreciate the gift of celibacy. Yes. It's not going to be something where you become a priest and then decide, oh, I'm going to become married. No, The call no. has to come after, after the marriage. After, yes, yes. Which is similar to what the practices in with Orthodoxy and Eastern It Christian is, churches. and with permanent deacons as well. Yes. Yeah. Debbie, that's all the time we have, but this is, this is very exciting, and I'm so happy to have connected with you so we could talk about it, and I'm sure that we'll talk again. Thank you so much, Pedro. You're very welcome. That was Deborah Jepong. She's a journalist, and she covers religion and politics in Ottawa. She's also a member of the traditional Anglican Communion in Ottawa. You heard what she had to say, and now it's our turn to hear what you have to say. What do you think about bringing Anglicans into communion with the Catholic Church? Write to us, radio at saltandlighttv.org. Hi, this is Chris Bray, and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159. And XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and here now to continue our Advent music theme is Lynn Geyer with her song A Promise Kept. Now my time has finally come. This moment. I thank you for this child, Lord. He is favored in your sight. So have I been favored too, to bear your holy son. A promise kept from ancient days, the Messiah now is born. And I sing a song. See, raised up in my. 
That was Lynn Geyer with her song, A Promise Kept. You can find out more about Lynn at her website, colorblindmusic.com. That's color, the American spelling, C-O-L-O-R, colorblindmusic.com. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio, heard Saturdays at 10 p.m. on the Catholic Channel, Series 159 and XM 117, and podcasting at saltandlighttv.org. I'm Pedro Guevara, man. And I'm Mary Rose Bacani. Mary Rose, you know, uh, I wanted to ask you how you prepare for Advent, because... I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like I really need to slow down. And it always feels like at this time, it's not easy to slow down. There's so much going on, so much work, so many things we have to do. Shopping, I mean, shopping is like the least of it. Um, yeah, and I know what you mean because, uh, well, having gotten married recently, we're buying all this furniture, getting ready for right. Christmas dinners. Yeah. And it was just yesterday on on, uh, on the, the, the train back from London where I had to go that I was thinking, you know what, have I prayed enough this Advent? I, I don't know. even have an Advent wreath. I know. So I said, I have to get an Advent wreath tonight or, or tomorrow night. And um, at least ha- I have a book of Advent um, reflections. reflections yeah. So I can read, you know, a, a couple minutes in the morning or at night when I get home. Because yeah. that's really a good way to center. You know, Actually, to center that's yourself. true. We do, uh, we have at home, we have an Advent wreath with the candles. We don't light them every night, but but at least it's there. It's prim- But we have a banner that we made al- when the kids were really little. And it's uh, uh, one candle for every day as we count down. And the kids, every morning, they still do it. My oldest son is 13. He still does it. <laughs> they put up a little, a little flame as we count down the candles approaching Christmas Day. Ah. So that's, that's a neat thing. So at least it reminds us. Um, and we try to do some, some at least uh, some scripture readings and some reflecting 
that's more appropriate for the children. Mm-hmm. I know um, the advent calendar is a big thing, the chocolate advent yes, calendar, so yeah. that you know it's not lead, yeah. so you can enjoy a little bit of a uh, of sweets every day. That's true. That's true. Christmas. We don't do the chocolate advent candle, but but that this this banner thing is kind of like an advent calendar because it's kind of helping us count down, mm-hmm. but also trying to remember that it's not just counting down to you know when we're going to open all these gifts, but counting down to the greatest gift, which is Christ. Um, so yeah, so good, good, uh, good advice there, Mary Rose, to 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 uh, read some reflections and and uh, try to slow down a bit. Um, we want to help you slow down as well um, and focus on what Advent is all about. So here now um, is John Michael Talbot with this week's Advent reflection. During Advent, we're called to be still, to be quiet, so that we can go through a conversion to come to He who is coming to us. But we also have to move beyond a general understanding to something specific. Jesus calls us to let go of some very specific areas of our life. He calls us to let go of every possession not just the ones we're not using. Because sometimes our possessions possess us. He says, wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Our treasures, when we use them wrongly, have a way of stealing our heart so that we can no longer give our heart fully to Christ. So I'd like you to reflect on your possessions, on the things you use of this world. Are we using them for Jesus or do we use them for ourselves? And if we use them for Jesus, then we can give them to everyone and our possessions will bring great spiritual wealth to all the world. Consider
treasure lies there will you find your heart there will you find your heart That was John Michael Talbot with this week's Advent Reflection on simplifying our lives and his song, Lilies of the Field. If you want to know more about John Michael Talbot, go to his website, johnmichaeltalbot.com. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. Our email address is radio at saltandlighttv.org and our blog can be found at saltandlighttv.org slash blog. And now, Mary Rose, we continue with some more events. That's right. So for the second half of the country, and we have Manitoba. Now, Archbishop Weisgerber of Winnipeg is inviting all parishioners to take part in the year-long celebration of the Year of the Priest. And he's offering reflections on the theology and spirituality of the ordained priesthood since Vatican II, so very specific. Mm -hmm. Now, these uh, reflections will take place in the context of evening prayer. And a different parish will host the evening each time, and on Sunday, December 13th, this evening with Archbishop Weisgerber will take place at St. Viator's Parish in Dauphin at 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. Now, St. Benedict's in Winnipeg is also inviting you to consider giving an unusual Christmas gift. Why not give them the gift of silence, is what they say. That's good. So register them for a retreat at St. Benedict's in Winnipeg. That way, for one weekend from Friday, December 11th at 7 p.m. to Sunday, December 13th at 1 p.m., your loved one can meet each day with a prayer guide, rest, write, walk, and take time out from the rush that threatens their peace and our and peace, our anybody's <laughs> peace. I should be going to that. <laughs> so to find out more information, go to their website, www.stbens.ca. That's S-T-B-E-N-S dot C-A. Now, Toronto, I have a few events here because I just got excited with uh, what we had on our Archdiocesan website. Right. So tomorrow, Sunday, December 6th, Archbishop Thomas Collins will be celebrating the first family mass of the Office of Catholic Youth. Interesting. So that's tomorrow Sunday at 3 p.m. at Blessed Trinity Parish. And in addition, OCY, Office of Catholic Youth, will also be accepting non-perishable food items for the Good Shepherd Center's annual Christmas food drive. So check out the wonderfully revamped OCY website. I just love it. Mm -hmm. At www.ocytoronto.org. And just to cram in another event for tomorrow, the same day, Sunday, right. the University of Toronto Gospel Choir presents their annual Christmas concert with a free admission. So after you go to this family mass, pop in for the, uh, <laughs> the concert with a gospel choir. So share in the Christmas spirit by, giving, by going to the Faith Alive Christian Center for the 7 p.m. concert with special guest LYNC. Yeah, Link, they're good. The U of oh, T Link. Gospel Choir is, uh, is wonderful. I'm hoping to, to be able to have them on the show uh, one day. So, But it's a free concert, so hope that you can make it. And now if you've been following Archbishop Collins' Lecture Divina Nights at St. Michael's Cathedral, you'd be happy to hear that his next one is on December 13th. Now this year's theme is on the parables of Jesus and the evening will begin with evening prayer as usual at 7.30 p.m. Now I just want to add another event in there because I love film and this uh -huh. Christmas break is a time when you know we get to watch all these films and, and relax movies, a little yeah. bit but we don't really think much about them. It's more for you know to get together. Yeah. 
So the Daughters of St. Paul are organizing another Faith and Film Night at their Book and Media Center on Monday, December 14th at 7 p.m. And the movie of the night is surprisingly Gran Torino. Uh-huh. It's not your usual Advent Christmas film. No. Um, but they said there are several parallels in this film to the life of Christ and especially the Incarnation. Right. So join the sisters and friends to view this film and place it in dialogue with the previous Sunday's Gospel reading. So that's a challenge for you. Mm-hmm. And for more information, visit the Faith Connections website at www.faithconnections.ca slash event. And just to give you a heads up for this final event, the Diocese of Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, is organizing the Canadian Catholic Youth Ministry Network National Conference entitled Love Walk Act. And this will take place in Charlottetown from January 22nd to 24th. And we'll have everything from how to begin youth ministry to organizing strategies and creativity with online resources. So this conference could be just the thing for you. So for more details, go to www.dioceseofcharlottetown.com. That sounds really good. Again, lots going on, um, but we still have room to fit more. So if you want us to advertise your event, to talk to people about it, just send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara-Man. And I'm Mary Rose Bacani. And be sure to tune in tomorrow, December 6th, for uh, Witness at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's right, because Father Rosica interviews Alicia McKenzie, who plays Maria Von Trapp, and Noella Hewitt, who plays Mother General, in the Toronto Stage production of The Sound of Music, a great musical. We all loved it here. Yes, the two women talk about the message in The Sound of Music and how the story of the Von Trapp family touched them personally. Yes, so that's an encore presentation of Witness from a few months ago, but it is a wonderful interview. So if you like The Sound of Music, and it's always a hit, Be sure to tune in tomorrow, Sunday, December 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And December 8th is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. So be sure to join the Holy Father, Pope Benedict XVI, for the Mass live from the Vatican on Tuesday, December 8th, 10 a.m. Eastern. Yes, actually, um, we'll be airing that Mass live from the Vatican at 10 a.m. Eastern. But it will run all day, so it's on again at 3 p.m. and then again at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, so that's 7.30 mm-hmm. Pacific, so all of you on the West Coast can also watch it at a half-decent time. Um, and also a few days later, on Thursday, December 10th, we bring to you one of the talks from the Festival of Faith. This one is with Brother Guy Consolmagno, uh, who's a Vatican astronomer. That's right. The, the Festival of Faith was uh, sponsored by the St. Peter's Institute for Faith Formation in London, Ontario. It's affiliated with the St. Peter's Seminary. And we had the opportunity to record several of the speakers. And this one is, as, as you heard Mary Rose say, uh, brother Guy Consolmagno, he's an astronomer with the Vatican mm-hmm. Observatory. And if you think that's weird, you should tune in because it's a wonderful presentation. He uh, spoke to a group of high school students about faith and science. If you think that's a contradiction, think again. So tune in. That's a Festival of Faith. Brother Guy Consolmagno, next Thursday, December 10th, 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you'd like to join us in celebrating Our Lady of Guadalupe. That's a big feast for my people in Latin mm-hmm. America. And for um, the Philippines, too. Oh, really? Yes, I didn't yes. know that. Yeah, we were kind of like brother-sister here. Um, anyway, we have a ton of programming coming up in, in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yes, we were able to do this thanks to the Knights of Columbus after their 
annual convention in Phoenix, Arizona this year. They hosted the Marian Congress and Guadalupe Festival. And again, we're, we were able to tape all of the talks. So there's a series of six talks on Our Lady of Guadalupe from the historical implications of the apparitions to the scientific investigations that have been done on the actual cloth. Um, it's fascinating. But the next one, not all six, you get to watch one hour at a time, um, will be on Friday, December 11th at 8 p.m. So that's Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mother of Civilization and Love, December 11th. And I believe it continues every Friday. Yes, it's, it's at uh, 8 p.m. It's followed the next day, actually, Saturday, December 12th. Okay, and that's so that's the actual feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Right. So, yes, so with the Guadalupe Festival, now this was a wonderful celebration of Our Lady of Guadalupe with artists from all over the world, including Canada's own in Ipsa from the community of Marijanes. Yeah, they are so good. Um, so that's the Guadalupe Festival that'll be on Saturday. Our the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, December 12th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and it's followed at 9.30 p.m. with the International Rosary, again, in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So stay tuned all night, a whole night dedicated to Our Lady of Guadalupe. And remember, if you're not in Canada and you don't get our digital network, you can still watch all of these programs on our website, www.saltandlighttv.org, and so just click on the live streaming button. Wow, that's a lot going <laughs> on. Um, all this and more, because there's even more, but you can find out about all of this and more about our programming on our website, saltandlighttv.org. Just go there, click on the updater, and if you want to receive these updates via email, also on our website, you can register for these email updates. It's, it's really easy. It is, and all people have to remember is our website, saltandlighttv.org, <laughs> and everything is there. Okay, so next week... Uh, we should be back to semi-normal programming. Hopefully, Chris will be back, and he'll give us the Israel update. And Mary Rose will also be speaking to the priests. That's right. We didn't talk about no, them. No, we didn't. I know. We had a wonderful evening in Toronto last night with the priests. These are the three Irish priests who've been... Th they're a sensation all over the world. They have a new album um, called Harmony, uh, just coming out in time for Christmas. And uh, they uh, did a concert in Toronto last night. We filmed it. I had a chance to speak to them, so we will bring you that interview next week on this show. Actually, they're very, very good. They are, they are. So that should be fun. Yes. So, um, since I think we have a little bit of time, how about we leave them with uh, a song from the priests? The priests singing a song from their new album, Harmony. Um, that's the new album. And the song is A Gaelic Blessing. So, thank you for being with us. My name is Pedro Guevara Man. And I'm Mary Rose Bacani. And this has been Salt and Light Radio.